Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe the generations shift when moms heal. So on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it all while honoring God in the process. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. Motherhood provides a plethora of opportunities for vulnerability. I mean, quite literally, it is like wearing your heart on your sleeve. I used to hear that saying all the time, wear your heart on your sleeve. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Until it really had to sink in that that, that feeling. You get what I'm talking about. It, you're, it's just so vulnerable to have kids, right? So my oldest is going to kindergarten. All of my feelings are showing up, okay? They're showing up, they're showing out, and they're showing big. I'm talking anger because why is time flying by this fast and there's so many things that are happening in schools these days and it just all the things right Um, anxiety you know fear is coming up even joy to see her grow and and experience new levels and, and milestones all the things are coming up when this happens for me if you haven't sent your kids to kindergarten yet maybe it's just in general daycare or or dropping them off those different milestones that happen throughout motherhood vulnerability opens up the space for all of the feelings right what happens when vulnerability is scary triggering even it feels like you've lost control or at least the illusion of control so oftentimes we kind of hone in on the exposure to harm when it comes to vulnerability. And when I think about that exposure to harm, I'm talking about really rejection, right? Like when we peel down the layers, rejection is really that exposure to harm that we're feeling, that fear that someone is not going to um, accept our feelings, right? No one's going to see it or understand it quite like we do. And so you want to build up a wall and hide that, right? So the harm is rejection. The question you might be kind of subconsciously asking yourself is, can I express how I feel like I feel and still be loved? That last little bit is the key, right? Um, Oftentimes I, you know, in meeting with my clients who have particularly difficult time with the fear of rejection, And how this shows up in both therapy and out into the real world is they struggle to express their emotions, right? Like I'll ask, um, okay, what feeling comes up for you when you think about X, Y, and Z? Um, hmm, I don't quite know, right? (laughs) Um, Expressing your emotions, even identifying them, sitting with them, as a lot of people like to say, it takes skill, It takes a lot of understanding and education around emotions. It takes skill, but lastly, it takes vulnerability, right? And so struggling with that is something that I see a ton. And you might be wondering, like, where does that come from? Do you remember, like, being called a crybaby in school? Like, were you ever called a crybaby? 
to me, when I heard that when I was growing up, it was like fighting words. It's like almost like you said your mama, okay? If you got called a crybaby, that means you were so weak. You were so tender and fragile. You couldn't take a joke. You were all sensitive. Nobody wanted to play with you because they thought you were going to break out in tears or just be whiny or go tell, be a tattletaler. Um, that is what a crybaby was, right? So I remember being being made fun of for being a crybaby in specifically in what grade was that? Like third grade? Someone called me a crybaby and then they turned around and called me a teacher's pet. Y'all, my feelings were so hurt. So hurt because why? That is a, I, I'm, I'm a human. I'm having human emotions and human responses. Don't do that, right? Um, even you might be thinking about within your own home. Maybe you had older siblings that made fun of you. Maybe your parents were the one that were making fun of you, right? Big girls don't cry. Boys don't cry straighten up or I'll give you something to cry about, right? Kind of being punished for having human responses and human um, behavior. So when the brain is developing as you're a child, you're learning new things, how to operate in this brand new world that you just were kind of drug into without your will. You're here and now you're trying to learn the, the lay of the land. When things feel scary to a child, even if it's not necessarily scary to the adult, the default for help is crying or screaming, right? We think about when we have newborns and coach, all they did was the middle of the night, their tears, their crying was a cry for help. I need food. I need attention, right? Even as they grow into toddler years, um, those tears represent I'm overwhelmed. I need, you know, someone to help me or I'm frustrated. All the things, the crying is an expression of how they feel. That's how they communicate. Um, I recently heard that the tears of joy fall faster than the tears of sadness. Oh my goodness. Like the natural signal to people around you when you are crying from sadness for the tears to fall a little slower. It's a signal to the people around you that you're sad and that, the, that they need to slow down just as your tears are slow so that they can comfort you and provide support to you. How magnificent is God to know that we would need tears and we would need emotions as signals and communication tools to tell the people around us that we need support, right? If, however, your parents or the adults, the adults in your life didn't have emotional maturity, to help you manage your emotions, right? Accept those emotions as they were. Um, maybe even reverting to physical punishment or the silent treatment. The silent treatment is one of those um, one of those things we don't talk about a lot because it's not you know physical punishment. You're not bashing or being overly critical or you know um, saying hurtful things. Instead, you're just completely silent. Which, which takes the child into this dimension of trying to beckon and call out for that attention. Hello, I'm here. Do you see me? It is so, so, so hard on a child to experience the silent treatment. I've experienced the, the silent treatment. So if you have two, um, it, it might be confusing for you to try to explain or put your finger on what was particularly hurtful in your childhood, but the silent treatment is a very, very hurtful thing. 
And especially after you have shown um, big emotions, right? Had a tantrum, um, you know, said something out of turn because you were angry, didn't know how to express some things that may have been going on at school and you didn't know how to get it out. So you said it out a little snarky and that got your parents or your mom or dad upset. And then they gave you the silent treatment, man, it further goes on to say my emotions are dangerous, which teaches us later on in life to avoid them at all costs. Right. But when you're showing emotion, when you're tearful, when you're vulnerable, you're asking for help. And so it makes sense to me as to why it may be hard for you to be vulnerable now, right? So let's talk about this thing I call the rejection complex. I see it kind of like an equation, right? So you have the opportunity minus safety, and that equals this rejection complex. The opportunity really could be anything. Any event that makes you feel some type of way, (laughs) makes you feel sad, angry, disappointed, frustrated, all the things. And again, motherhood presents these opportunities, life itself, working, being in marriage, all these things, they present these opportunities every single day. But what happens when you have the opportunity to feel these big, natural, common feelings without the safety that you are okay to feel these feelings, you are okay to not be judged as you feel these feelings, right? Then you end up putting yourself in this space of, I'm going to be rejected. You kind of predetermine that you'll be turned down before you even get to the door. This interferes, interferes with the way that you communicate in all aspects of your life. If you, you know, are, uh, let me say, I'm going to talk about some super vulnerable. I think I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say, I'm not a sex therapist. Okay. I'm not going to be talking to you about your sex life, but sex and intimacy is a very, very vulnerable, um, experience, right? So say that you want to try something a little different, okay? The way that things have been going, they it's not ticking the box for you. Um, <laughs> and because you, um, you're with your husband and you want them to be involved in your pleasure, you have to be vulnerable enough to say, can I submit this to you? Can I tell you that I, I'm not feeling it? And you not make fun of me, or um, accuse me or any of those kind of negative things? Or can I, am I safe enough to tell you how I feel? And what I want to have in this very vulnerable, intimate level within our relationship. And sometimes what I see happen is there's no sex at all. There's no intimacy at all. There's no sharing um, below, how was your day? Or did you pick this up from the store? Or We're going to have, you know, the kids do this on this particular day. There's no, uh, there's no extension past that when it comes to intimacy, but opening yourself up to that vulnerability can be scary if you've already determined that it's not going to go well for you. Right? So as a child, your parents are responsible for curating that safety and affirming you in the way that you feel. Now that you're an adult, you are. You are responsible for curating that safety, responsible for taking the lens off, the the glasses off that say any feeling I have endangers me for judgment and criticism. 
And if in fact there are areas in your life that you feel threatened by showing your emotions, please dig deeper. Please dig deeper, dig deeper, right? So if you are in a relationship that is not healthy and it's not about you not feeling your emotions or wanting to express them, it is in fact how the other person is responding, right? Or even at work or in your job, right? It's not about you. It really is that that other person is just not in a healthy space. Dig into that. Have some conversation. Make some hard decisions, right? Um, curating safety is really about reprogramming your brain, your mind, and your body so that when you start to feel these emotions come up within you and you want to say something, but it's like you got a frog in your throat. There's a knot that's like, girl, don't you tell them that. They're going to think you crazy, right? Or your body is sending chills throughout every vein and it's speaking louder even than words could ever, right? Your brain is playing these thought games with you. Remember the last time you did? Um, you did that, right? If you go back to the episode where I talked about the filing cabinet method, how beliefs are attached to memories and, you know, your, your brain is functioning off of those old, outdated, dusty uh, information that are in, tucked away in your file cabinet. Go back to listen to that episode if you haven't. But curating that safety is about reprogramming all of those things, right? There's something that we walk together with hand in hand, step by step, because it is paramount to your healing. And not just your healing in the now, but even in the future, right? You will always have emotions every single day of your life. You will always be faced with opportunities where rejection can happen and rejection will happen, right? People going to tell us no. People going to tell us about their thoughts that may not particularly align with what we want to hear. However, letting it stop you, um, letting it silence you is not what we want, right? So if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, um, with one-on-one coaching, then go to momfullyyou.com backslash coaching to get started um, by booking your free call so we can chat about how I can support you. That's momfullyyou.com backslash coaching to get started. As always, thank you for stopping by to chat with me today. I cannot wait for our next time to do it again. But until then, take care. <laughs>